your friend. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long & Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at stuff we just ran out of time too quickly with will we just always do mike ashley just a little bit joining us now she's the first lady of the program she's jen the gamecock girl jen how are you good morning hey good morning i'm excited because a week from today i'm gonna be in las vegas (laughs) you want me to tell you you let everybody know you know what doesn't get jen excited what doesn't get Jen excited is getting a text from yours truly saying, hey, I'm about to be at the Columbia Outback. If you're around, it would be great just to see you for a second. <clears throat> crickets. Absolutely. Crickets. That is not accurate reporting. What really happened, Rick? Are you going to describe no, the I, true I, interaction? Well, I, want you, I want to hear you describe it. Let's see how accurate you are. So I'm at the gym sweating, lifting, no notice, of course. <laughs> Why would I have any notice? Well. I'm, I'm dripping sweat down my nose. I get a text. Hey, I'm going to be at the Columbia Outback. I write back, which one? There are several. <laughs> yeah, which I was unaware of, but I guess that makes sense. And then you found out it was the one 
in the um, oh, not so desirable part of uh, Columbia. Correct. Not not the area featured in all the tourism ads. <laughs> right. Right. So. You know, it's a good 30 minutes for me. I'm sweating, and I think I got approximately 20 minutes notice, Mm -hmm. maybe? Well, kind of. No, I I would say we were close to more of an hour out. (laughs) I gave you at least an hour notice. I mean, come on. (laughs) Mm, I'm going to have to check the timestamp on that, because I don't think that's accurate. Uh, So, you, you know, I commented, gosh, I wish you were coming to a nicer part of Columbia and also one a little closer to me, I would try to see you if I don't, but instead I'm at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. So how was your Outback food? (laughs) (laughs) It was fine. It was was okay. It was just fine. I had the salmon. I don't trust, you know, anybody but myself to, unless I'm out West uh, or in the Southwest to cook steak the way I like. So I went ahead and got the uh, salmon. Salmon can be dangerous because it turns out like a little piece of jerky sometimes. Yeah, if yeah, I, I've been fortunate. You know, it's, it's a little healthier for you. I'll trust them with salmon more than I will steak at the Outback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was fine. And then, you know, we're heading to Charleston to play the Bucks, and then we ended up staying in North Charleston. And uh, you were very right about North Charleston. North Charleston, not the same as Charleston. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) It's a world away, really. Yeah. yeah. It is getting better out there, though. Is it? It is improving, yes. It's improved a lot over the years. Oh, okay. Well, that shows you how bad it was then years ago if it's improving. (laughs) It was not very desirable 10 years ago. But it's better now. There are a few options out there. Did you find a good restaurant? Something fun to do? Something fun to do in North Charleston. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I did the show from there on Wednesday. Okay, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. We played the played Wednesday night, and then you have the long six hour trek back. So no, not really. You know, you're just kind of there on a business trip, and unfortunately, we didn't get the job done. But. Uh, um, so no, not really anything, anything <laughs> fun other than hanging out with Chad Hyatt. That was about it. That's all I did. That's all I did. Well, it, it was a work trip. It was so a work trip. It was zero. There is that. The epitome. But of work maybe trip. next time a little more notice <laughs> well, on the Columbia appearance would be great. Although you did actually message me this time, so that is progress. Correct. Correct. Well. And in my defense, I wasn't quite sure. I said, wait a minute, when is she down there with Holly in Florida? Is that this weekend? And then I went back and looked through the texts, and I said, oh, she got back last weekend, right? That wasn't this weekend. So then I said, I'll just shoot her or this time. So then I just shot you a little, you know, little text when I realized you should be in town. And then, of course, I got the, oh, I'm sorry, I'm at the gym excuse. Well, what would you desire I do at that point? Darn. What would be your more optimal response? Darn. Yeah, Rick. Did you want me to immediately go, like, (laughs) just throw down my weights and go put my regular clothes back on? Yes, yes. Because look how many times I've never let you down by coming down there. Oh, 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 oh. (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Well, 
plus two, I wasn't sure. I mean, it sounded like you were just going to hop off the bus or whatever. Were you on a bus, I'm guessing, and we're, you were just going to run in and get the food well, and leave? We, we were with the team, but we were in the van separately, myself and Chad. But you're right. No, it's exactly the way it was. We stopped in and got it, and we were eating on the road. Yeah, that's it. It wasn't like it was going to be some kind of elongated social thing. So. <laughs> yeah. So that wasn't worth me throwing down my weights and abandoning my workout. Well, well that's true. That's true. All right, next time I'll, 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 I'll try to let you know a day ahead of time. How's that? That would be really nice. Okay. That would be optimal. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Right. No problem. No problem. <laughs> uh, all right, so, so was it – okay, now remind me. So was it last weekend you were with, uh, you were with Holly? Correct, yes. And that was, was down, that's down in Tampa down, briefly. Down in Tampa. Nothing wrong with that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> what, what I went – oh, that was a hair appointment, Correct. That is correct, and I was down there, I think, 36 hours total. So this time I get to see Holly longer because we both flying into Vegas Thursday. I think we get to oh, Vegas 10 a.m. Vegas goodness. time. Oh, my goodness. That's the perfect and time to get into Vegas. I mean, you can't ask, yeah, yeah. ask for a better time. And how long is this trip going to last this weekend? Through Sunday, right? Through Sunday, we're going to take the red eye back on Sunday, so we have all day Sunday. All right. So your criticism of me is apt. All right. I didn't give you. I didn't give you enough notice. I have not been a good radio show host boyfriend. I know that. But correct. You do have to respect the fact that I do remember your schedule enough to know when your trip is and when you're coming back. All right. See. See? Yeah. Do I get any points? That, that, yes, that? That, that's the point in the good <laughs> column today. <laughs> all right, all right. So you're going to Vegas, and this is just—is it just you two? Or you got a bunch. Usually, you go with the group, right? Y'all meet up. I am going with that same group, but I'm going in May with them. Oh, so this is just me and Holly. Well, okay, all right. Well, that'll be uh, lots of fun. I'm sure. I can't wait to find out what kind of great pictures Will Stewart got from your trip. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I mean, sending them to Will is the same as sending them to you because you end up with them in the end. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I got the one. I mean, I don't know what all has been sent, you know, in between. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So uh, you're done with recruiting? Well, right. no. <laughs> I mean, not recruiting. I'm no. sorry. Tryouts. You're done with tryouts. Auditions. Yes. Auditions. Yeah. We're done with auditions, and we are processing hundreds of applicants, and we will wrap that up. This is why I planned my trip when I did. So I will have that done Wednesday of next week at the very latest. So I'll be ready to take a little breather, and then we are going to start the scholarship allocation process, and we're going to issue all the scholarship awards by the end of March. And then April is really the most intense recruiting period where we try to lock everybody in by May 1st. May 1st is the national deadline for that kind of recruitment. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you deserve the time in Vegas. Thank you. I feel like I do. It's been a lot (laughs) this season, which is good. I mean, we're having more and more applicants, which is a great problem to have. However, that is more work. So I'm ready to take a little break. So you're always uh, perusing around the uh, the interweb because I know because Lord knows whenever she sees this uh, any kind of article promoting her uh, pro- football program, I get it, I receive it, <laughs> and she should. So there was a couple making the rounds though this week that ranked 
the SEC head coaches from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few of those. Yeah, do you want to you tell me what you saw and how the head coaching rankings went in the <laughs> SEC from top to um, bottom? In some of the rankings that I saw, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shane was around the, the second half. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> of, of rankings. He but, was. you know, who makes these rankings? How credible are they, really? I don't know. Uh, you know, who knows? And that's the kind of, to your point, I mean, you're right. I mean, these are probably younger people who don't dive into the situation, you know, the way they need to. And they're just trying to put something out there that they think, oh, this will be an interesting read because the more clicks they get, the more job security they have, right? more money they so things like that um so yeah you're right you're right but i did read a couple from uh, a couple different folks and um they both kind of had him toward not only the bottom half but kind of in the bottom third of the list of sec coaches well a lot of these things too become popularity contests and lane kiffin's really fun and he's a good coach so he's going to do well in those kinds of contests. But, you know, some of the other coaches, it's not really optimal but you've gone for them on, to be judged that way. But you've gone on record here, and you have said that if he has a bad 2024, that uh, he's likely not going to be here, right? Well, we need to go to a bowl, I think. You know, that's that's going to be the the reality check moment, I think. But, you know, what do I know? You know a lot. That's why you're on the program. <laughs> I, I think that there is a lot of pressure there. I think there's some tolerance for missing the bowl for one year, but there won't be a lot of tolerance, tolerance excuse me, for missing it for two years. I think you're dead on. I really do. I really do. Dead on. I wanted to ask you, uh, Will and I were talking, you know, Will Stewart, your guy, by the way, Will Stewart, uh, said, you know, he and I were talking. Um <laughs> I didn't take any pictures. Oh, are you allowed to talk to him one-on-one, or do you have to report that to me? Uh, yeah, I guess. Or is this just I have to report it to you when I talk to him? Well, I mean, you know, it's not like I'm going around talking to Holly. <laughs> oh, hey, Jen. Hey, I, I sent Holly some pictures. I don't know if she showed you or not. <laughs> it's not totally the same, but okay. <laughs> we were talking to some women's hoops. And we were talking about mm-hmm. how the collegiate women's hoops game, I mean, obviously here in Blacksburg and what Caitlin Clark has done. Uh, what is, and I know that you guys have the best program in the country. I mean, South Carolina is going to win the national championship. It's, it's going to happen. Remember, I told you this last time they won it, and you didn't believe me, and they did. And I've watched this team play, and there's nobody in the country that can handle them. I mean, you're that good. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just the way that it is, and everybody else is playing for second. But – what has it been like to watch the reaction to Don Staley's team? Here in Blacksburg, with this group that's going to be leaving uh, the core of it, it's been enormous again. It was like this before when Bonnie Hendrickson was here, but not to this level in terms of maybe, you know, especially the, the media coverage of this team with Liz Kitley and Georgia Amor. What's it been like down there in a football frenzied town, the reaction to women's basketball rising to prominence being the elite program in the country right now? I mean, the community, of course, is completely bought in. Did you know we're building a statue of Dawn in downtown Columbia? No, I did were not you know aware that. Of that? <laughs> I did so, not yes, that. I mean, I think everyone knows what a treasure she is and how fortunate we are to have her. 
and the ticket sales for the women's game, they are always a hot ticket here. It's tough to get good tickets. I think for that UConn game, one of my friends was telling me that some of the closer tickets were going for 800 900 each when we hosted UConn a few sure. weeks ago. Sure, and beat them like so, a drum. <laughs> that was a really fun game to watch and to think about the progress. But there were many years where you know, when she was first here, when Coach Staley first arrived, she had formative years. I think there were four or five years where it wasn't that amazing. So I think, too, that it's a little bit of a testament to the the need to hang on to Coach, allow them to build something, because look what's happened. How happy are you as a uh, – I- a woman who, you know, sports has been such a big part of your life, really, from the time you were small to now, still, to see a women's sport like this become so attractive from a national perspective just beyond regionality like it was even 25, 30 years ago when UConn was dominating, right? I love it. I mean, what a fun time to be a sports fan. And now, too, we have double the options to watch on TV because so many of the good women's games are on. So as a fan, I, yeah, I love it. This is great. I'm, I'm already suffering some withdrawal from football, from both, both pro and college, not being on right now. So it's given me something else to do. That and baseball, too. Of course, I'm excited. Oh, oh yeah, of course you should. Yeah, College baseball. Baseball's always good down there. Absolutely. I just wondered about that, you know, because it was funny. I'm watching, I don't know. You, you guys played Kentucky, I think, recently on the road. Right, and I saw somebody going, well, this is the kind of test for this uh, South Carolina team that you better, if you're, not, if you're not ready to play, like the first score I saw was like 42 to 16. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing they were ready to play. I believe that was the actual, I'm like, really, really? This was supposed to be the close game, 42 to and 16? She, she is putting in a lot of the bench in those games, too. So she is trying to take the foot off the pedal a little bit, and it's still turning out that way. It is really, really fun to watch them last year. They struggled some with offense, but that is certainly not the case this year. No, they're deep. They're very deep this year, very deep. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's it's cool, too, to, to see her recognized in the community, and she's doing so many wonderful things here in the community, too. She is such an asset to the university. I think everybody recognizes that. Here's the question on everybody's mind, especially mine. Will you take the time to join us from Vegas next weekend, or do we give you the Friday off? I know. I'm going to be on. Okay. I wouldn't miss it. And I want you to know, too, my sax quartet, we're playing the anthem at the men's, or I'm sorry, at the baseball game on Wednesday before I leave. So... We will be there really? doing that. That's going to be my last thing before I take off for Vegas the next oh, day. Sweet. So that'll be fun, too. So I'll try to get you some oh, yeah. pictures of that. What's the name of your footage. group? What's the name of your group? Like Sax on the Beach or something like that? What, what's the name? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it was Uptown Sax Chicks, That's USC right. for right. short. Get it? And then um, we had to switch out some personnel. So we have a, a, a male saxophonist who plays with us now. So we're Uptown Sax Coalition when he is with us. I think you're missing the boat on that. I think I just nailed this thing with sax on the beach. I don't know what you're doing over there, but you need a marketing guy. I'm your guy. Well, did you like the USC thing? I think that's fun because we're all alumni of USC, and no, we all were no, saxophonists no. in the program at USC. No, because now you see, you you got a dude in there 
And now he's changing the whole name of it. You need a name that can withstand any kind of group movement like that. And Saxon well, on the beach covers it all. Well, but we're not on a beach. Columbia's not on a beach. <laughs> well. <laughs> if we were out of Charleston, not North Charleston, North but Charleston, <laughs> we could probably do it. <laughs> That's true. You're hanging out at the... Uh, at the uh, the sketchy outback there in Columbia, you're not necessarily thinking about the beach. Yeah, it's true. That's true. It's not the same, but you know, yeah. if you want to come up with alternative names, go ahead. Let me see. How- I'm really excited because we got booked for three of the baseball games this year, so oh, we're doing this one next right. week, and then we have two SEC games a little bit later that right. we're going to be well, performing at. We definitely need video of that because I would like to post it on our uh, BDST Facebook page. Okay. Do you know our, I can get you video. Our uh, BDST Facebook page gets about 80,000 impressions a week. How about that? That is great. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that just mind-blowing? It's all because of you. Look what you built. Isn't that just mind-blowing? Anyway. But, yeah, we want a video of that, and I want to uh, – I'd like to share that with people, to show what you're doing. Okay. We will do that. All right. Well, safe travels. Oh, my goodness, folks. Next week, we've got Jen from Vegas. I'm sure she would have been up all night. We won't have any kind of sleep. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) The last time we did it, I I freaked out a little bit. I don't know if you remember this, but I contacted you after we did the show, and I said, "Um, should we erase that? (laughs) And, of course, I went, no, it's fine. It's just fine. (laughs) I was just worried about my employment status. One of our I pe- felt like he was pushing oh, yeah. the envelope a bit. One of our peeps said you should go by I Want to Sax You Up. There's another name for it. <laughs> That's Wayne Wayne from Ohio. There you go. I Want to Sax well, You Up. Well, it would be more like We Want To because there's four. Now I've got <laughs> one. Us, but I like it. <laughs> Kenny says, We will, we will sax you. All right. Thank you very much, peeps. <laughs> Tell everyone to feel free to contribute <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> I'll entertain uh, them. I like it. I we'll like see it. what happens. But for now, USC. All right. Sax, no a- sax appeal from Brian. All right. This is going to happen the rest of the morning, isn't it? Sax appeal. All right. All right. Well, listen, have a safe travel. Look forward to talking with you next week. Okay. Thank you. And go Gamecock. There you go. Jen the Gamecock girl. We're back after this. Bradford Hall of Famer. Our final segment here for another week. Don't go. Symphony, it does 
we're having all sorts of problems with Mike Ashley's communication abilities right now. <laughs> so uh, he's going to try something with his phone. We may or may not be able to have Mike today. It's just one of those things that happens. 639-4900-744-2990. Ah, cell phone technology. Ah. Man, oh man, oh man. Anyway, if he can get through, he's going to try to call. And if we're fortunate enough to get him, we will uh, we'll throw him on here for the final segment for another, another week. Uh, good stuff there from Jen. Always sad, though, when I get into her part of the woods down there in Columbia. She's right. I, I didn't do that correctly. I did kind of <laughs> send her text like a half hour out. Hey, hey, we're almost there. So, yeah, that, that's kind of on me. Kind of on me. So that was my bad. That was my bad. Um, Big South regular season, basketball on the men's side comes to an end tomorrow. Um, Highlanders try to send the seniors off with a win. Still very, very much to be decided where Radford is going to be seeded and what that seeding may look like and how things may or may not play out going forward. There are a lot of scenarios um, right now. But come on out and hang out with us. We'd love to see you tomorrow. It's always a great environment in the Dedman Center, final home game. But... um, just know that if Radford loses tomorrow, it's uh, very likely they're going to be playing on Wednesday. There are 13 different tiebreakers that I have been handed from <laughs> the associate commissioner this morning. <laughs> so it's confusing. All right, let's. Um, I believe now we have uh, joining us on the program. Is this you, Mikey? The prodigal has returned. Hey, woohoo! How are you? <laughs> up to my eyeballs and tacked up and football cards. How about that? That's uh, okay. It, it, sorry, sorry. Flipped my mind. No, that's all right. We uh, had some phone things there. We, we're good to go. Now, what do you mean football cards and tax stuff? Well, you don't need the tax stuff, trust me. I'm still looking for some of that. I, 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 everybody probably remembers I sold off a lot of my sports memorabilia, but not all of it. And so a bunch came back to me. I've got boxes and boxes and boxes of football, baseball, basketball, and even some hockey cards, and even some golf cards, and even one NASCAR card. So, uh, oh, and some Batman cards. But, yes, and they were all mixed together because they'd been looked through by experts to see which ones were worth the most money, and they took those and auctioned them, and the rest came back to me, and if you'd have told me in my retirement I got to sit around and sort football and baseball and basketball cards again, I'd, I'd, I'd have taken that deal. <laughs> I know, man. It wasn't the best. I mean, when you'd go, and especially when you would mow yards or work on a, whatever chores money you had to go to a – mine was up here in Dublin, the Dublin Pharmacy or the Allegheny Book Stand down here in Radford to buy your own cards. How great was it? Wasn't that the best feeling in the world? Man. It was. We, we had a – our, my my bus stop was close to a 
a place called the Quick At, and the guy there was sort of a sports fan that ran the place, and so I would go in and talk to him, and I, you know, I, I had about a pack a day habit of football, uh, baseball, basketball cards, and he would give me the boxes they, that they displayed them in uh, when they finished with them. So I've got a bunch of those that I get to sort them into. Remember my my favorite uh, uh, what is it? The King Edward cigar boxes. I put my oldest football cards back into it. Oh, that's cool! Just delightfully happy, and uh, I'm pulling some here out of plastic to put them back in the Nike and Converse boxes where they belong. (laughs) 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 That's what Nike and Converse shoes boxes were designed for. That, and of course, the perfect size for keeping the eight track in the back of your uh, 1976 flesh tone Vega. So the back seat where it was so small you could just reach back and get them out of the the box there. Well, I think that you're right. Life was so simple then, and I wish it could be that way again, but then we have to grow up, whether it was that or comic books or just sporting news issues. And you've talked about this a lot, Mike. Remember when we'd get the brand-new sporting news just pick it off of the, I mean, whether you ordered it, you know, got it sent to your house. I know that we have talked about Sports Illustrated, but Sporting News to me was that because it was such an in-depth magazine. Every week, yes. And the columnist, the columnist, uh, Dick Young and uh, Bob Falls from Detroit, Dick Young from New York, obviously. Those guys were uh, influences on me, although I came to realize what a jerk Dick Young was later as I got older and read more about him in the business. Um but yeah, I, I got to tell you, I, I share this Radford story with you. When I when I moved in, and obviously wanted to be uh, a sports writer, I, I at that time I subscribed I subscribed to Sports Illustrated. Uh, I think I was when Inside Sports started. I got it too, and I was getting the sporting news all all delivered to me at Radford. And so I, I and I had a stack over there in the corner of my room behind my desk. So. And Sporting News was a great research tool because you could look up box scores, you look up information, standings, things like that, keep track of things like that. And, I mean, I just – I read as much as I could, but then you're in college, you know, and you actually have to do reading for classes. Don't they understand? I've got to keep up with all the sports news. Come on! <laughs> Plus, at that time, I was going into McGuffey Hall just outside the, where the, most of the journalism courses were taught in the basement there, the entrance closest to a – Porterfield. By the way, all these buildings are gone now, kids. Uh, but there was a there was a little like alcove there, like a almost a big, too big to be a closet, and in it was a, a a real Associated Press ticker tape machine. Now people don't <laughs> oh, think man. of anything that high tech back then. They always brag about all the stuff they got coming in now. You know, over the business hall, they've got the stock quotes going around that lab. And in journalism, I'm sure they've got stuff over there to read stuff. But, I mean, at that time, sports uh, ESPN had just started. And I could go – I went. I actually went early to classes so I could go stand in that room and just sort through all, those, all that long ream of paper coming over the – literally coming over the wire and read the latest sports news as it was happening or as it was being reported. And I just felt like, man, I was the man. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Ashley joined This was counterbalanced, by the way, by my roommate. One of the nicest guys I've, I've met in my life, Dave Collis. And, and Dave wouldn't mind me saying this, I think. 
on the one side, my room, all that sports stuff. On the other side, he had quite a collection of penthouse playboys and more exotic magazines than those. And our, <laughs> exotic. our room became... Uh, our room became the preferred destination for anybody wanting to kill time. Just go, go to our room, and you can sit on one side or the other and read whatever you know caught your fancy at the moment. <laughs> Were you always trying to cut deals with him? Hey, if you want to come over and look at my half of the room, can I come over to your half of the room? <laughs> oh, I may have browsed some there, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, but the, he, his acknowledged uh, goal at that point was to be a, a pornographer, and he, he wanted to be the next Larry Flint or something. But he got over that. Uh, you know, met a good woman uh, and uh, got into restaurant touring. And now I think he's got his own place retired somewhere over in eastern Virginia. We correspond on Facebook from time to time. And again, the, that's what everybody's going to remember about my roommate. But he's actually one of the nicest guys around and would do anything for me. And it was a, a great experience because he'd been around a little bit longer than me. And uh, obviously, because he was, he was more advanced reading than I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think so. I think so. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's just for the articles. There's some great articles in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it says was, uh, his 1970, uh, hold it, hold it. I have to get my magnifying glass now. That's the problem with story now. It takes so much longer because I can't read the, the fine print on the back of the card. The 1974 Miami Dolphins here. Let me just run through these names for you. How about Doug Swift, Mercury Morris, Nick Bonacani, Tim Foley, Vern Den Herder. Vern Dern Herder, yeah. The all-pro card of Bill Stanfield, uh, Norm Evans at tackle. Oh, the Jim Kick card, card is so awesome. Marlon Briscoe. Uh, Former Bronco, uh, first black quarterback in the NFL. Exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, Garo Yapremian, that's a good card, too. That looks like Earl Morrill holding, of course. On his field goal to beat Kansas City in the uh, AFC uh, longest game ever played at that time, Correct. It was Paul Noonan was the holder. Christmas Carl Day, Noonan, yeah. Uh, all pro card for Larry Little, Jake Scott, uh, Bob Kuchenberg, Dick Anderson, all pro card. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite a collection. That was that was one of my party tricks back then um, to prove you know everybody knows I was a Cowboys fan, but I could also name the entire no name yeah. defense. Yeah. Great trivia. Uh, you know, bar question there at the time. And if anybody remembers, if they collected cards, football cards, then um, Tops did not have the rights to put the logos. They had to airbrush out the logos on the helmets. So they did never had the Dolphins logo, or the Cowboys logo, or the Broncos logo. They had to always have the helmets just plain when they had their helmets on. Yes, yes, yes. In fact, that came up yesterday. I sent a friend of mine was a Minnesota Vikings fan, and I sent him um, Franz Harkin and a picture of Franz Harkin's nineteen seventy-two card him over over center and you know those short quarterbacks behind the big lineman was always a fun shot because you know the lineman's butt came up to their chest almost you know and Fran Tarkin had hunched over taking the snap and there's no logo in a helmet he asked me about that and I I gave him that same answer that one of course and the uh the famous the famous Fred Cox card where uh (laughs) he doesn't have one and it's the perfect shot from the side there of course those Vikings they had a a lot of their guys seem to have helmets that were too tight. Fred Cox looked like, you know, he was a, <laughs> a Macy's Day balloon, Macy's Parade balloon, because the head was so big, it was like sort of bulging out of his helmet there. And you wondered why the guy just didn't get a helmet that fit better with the one bar down there, down low, you know. So that was always cool, too, back then. <laughs> oh, great, great memories, man. I know when we had uh, 
we had Chuck Foreman on, the uh, Minnesota Vikings great, who I know you know very well. I found his rookie card in here. From those battles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We had him on, and he was talking about, you know, football cards and he hated to have his helmet on if you ever see his football like his rookie card i think it's a 74 rookie um he doesn't have his helmet on he always makes sure that his uh cards didn't have his helmet on his second year card in 75 he, he talked about that because of the helmets he didn't like he didn't want the helmet to be on to hide what he looked like so he actually talked about that during the interview <laughs> i right now i'm the other way i like the action shots better i, do I just too. like the action shots where you yeah. can you can see the play, and you can see multiple uniforms, multiple players. Sometimes you, I love those old pictures they used to have in newspapers and stuff where they would show a wide shot of a play, and they'd have a little dot, dot, dot showing the, the path of the ball, and they'd have, uh, you know, they'd have the little boxes, uh, like quote, quotes coming off the, telling you who the player was and what he was about to do. And, oh, God, I love, I, I love that stuff. And, uh, I found a basketball car yesterday that fascinated me too. I forgot about it. It was a Keith, a Keith Wilkes who became Jamal Wilkes yeah. uh, card from the uh, Golden State Warriors back about the time they won the championship. What was that? Seventy six. Very cool. And the card, there's a, it was his card, but he was visible only between two Lakers in front of him. Uh, and it was like you you wondered whose card it was if you didn't have a name on it because it didn't <laughs> look like it was it would be his card. He was in the background. It was such a funny little picture. And, you know, he became a free agent, went to the Lakers, and was on that uh, 79 Magic Johnson rookie year championship. And the he had 37 points, I think, in that Magic Johnson 40-point, you know, triple-double game. He had to beat the Sixers when Kareem was, was at home watching with his leg up, uh, sprained ankle. <laughs> that, that Channel 7 tape delay, so you – if you heard Pat Gruger tell you the score first, you knew, and, and that's what I did. I, I tuned in at eleven o'clock on that Friday night to hear what the score was, and um, and you know, then you have trouble staying awake that late and everything. But it was like Magic Johnson did what? I gotta see that. Yeah, right. Yeah, he had how many points? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, just, and, and played every position: jump center, ran the point. Went to the low post, did it all that game, you know, as a rookie in the NBA. Oh, my gosh. You know, you talk about, you know, uh, okay, Michael Jordan, goat, yeah, probably. Uh, but Michael, you never hear about Michael Jordan if, if Magic and Bird don't come back and just save the N- NBA themselves. You know, that's what happened. Correct. Those guys, and I remember watching them in college, and the thing that they did at that time after all of us grew up watching those – NBA isolation sets where guys would back down, you know, with the organ music playing, dun, 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 and a guy's just backing in and then shooting a fadeaway jumper. You know, Magic and Larry brought the pass back into the game and were just absolutely spectacular in college and then throughout their NBA careers. And and it's not overstating it to say they saved the game. No. Really. No. They need somebody today to come to the NBA <laughs> to save the game. I don't know what's going to happen, but... Well, uh, Oof. In college basketball, but I'm not going to go down that track anymore. Uh, I, I know. Just feel like I've got to run outside and scream at kids to get off my lawn. No, I, so, know. I know, I you know, I know. All right, well, great stuff as always. Um, so many rabbit holes we could still go down, but we're out of time. Uh, we'll see you at the tournament next week. We don't know yet Wednesday or Friday, but uh, we'll see you at some point next week. <laughs> well, when when would Bradford play the first game that eight, they're going to play? Eight, Wednesday. If they played Wednesday, it'd be eight o'clock Wednesday night from High Point. 
Okay, and is, is there there's a Tuesday night game? No, no, right? it's just the eight nine game on Wednesday. Oh, and we're headed to the eight nine game on Wednesday. Well, not necessarily. Let's put it this way: I just got thirteen scenarios a couple hours ago from our wonderful associate commissioner. Mark Simpson. So, in other words, there are 13 oh. scenarios that still need to play out after the completions of games on Saturday. All we know is positions one through four are set in stone, or one through five are set in stone. Everything else, six through nine, or five through nine, uh, 13 different things could happen. And Radford is looking at many of those things if they don't win leading to Wednesday, correct? So, we'll see. Okay, if they don't win. If yeah, they don't that's, win. That's the worry. Correct. You know, if somehow we can, uh, you know, uh, uh, make more, make uh, Drew Pember eat wherever Andre Savchenko did before the Big South Tournament that time. When yes, he got food poisoning. yes, down in yeah, Roanoke. What... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, right. Talk about a hard luck tournament team. <laughs> Next week's topic of Big Dog Sports Talk. <laughs> All right, my friend, enjoy your weekend. We'll see where we are, and I'll All see right. you next week. Goober. Yeah, Goober says, hey, sorry I was late. No, you're good. You're good. Hey to Goober. Hey to Goober. There you go. That's a Mike Ashley. We're back to wrap up another week. After this, stay with us. Don't go away. <laughs> All right, good stuff today. Heading into the weekend. Thanks as always to Will Stewart. Uh, excuse me, Will Stewart, Jen, and Mike Ashley, and you for programming hour one with the All Request Friday. Enjoy the weekend. We will see you on Monday. Take care, everybody. Center for. I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, New River Valley.